Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Hi, everybody. Welcome in. It is another action-packed Saturday night on the college football landscape. We're here to take you through every minute of it. It's VSN Bet Center live for the next four hours, right until. 1 a.m. on the East Coast. Alongside Jeff Parles, we're back in the saddle. I'm Ben Wilson, our producer, Wyatt Tomshek. Behind the glass, and Jeff, just like every week, it seems, we've got a number of crazy matchups, some unique ones, like a SEC team going on on the road to face a true road environment in the Big Ten. That's what we've got right now in Happy Valley, and we've seen a number of close calls today. Jeff, which we'll get into, a number of in-game opportunities to bet, though, right now, and that's what this show is all about, trying to figure out where are the plays to be made in-game and we just saw a score. There might be a lot of score alerts tonight, Jeff. A lot of score alerts. Game's happening very fast. And right now in Happy Valley, it is 10-7. There is a score alert for one of those teams that probably, Jeff, saw the most steam of anybody all weekend from Auburn seven-point road underdogs down to as, as low as this, is this. Am I seeing this right? Yeah, there Four? Some, there were some Four? Three, there were some three-and-a-half even out there. Even three-and-a-half. Uh, by the time this kicked. Uh, in, in Happy Valley against Penn State. And what do we have going on right look, now? You got 10-7. Auburn leading late first half, but Penn State on the cusp of the red zone. They have a third down and three coming from the Auburn 23. There is a timeout there in Happy Valley to white out uh, Ben uh, on a day where Alabama looked vulnerable. Penn State, or excuse me, Ohio State, even though they ended up winning by three touchdowns, did not look good for three and a half quarters today. This is an opportunity where if you're Penn State, you got to find a way to get this done. Uh, and same deal for Auburn, where, look, both of these teams 
are going to be a lot shorter tomorrow morning. Whoever the winner is between these two could be a lot shorter than those national championship odds just because we saw Alabama vulnerable and we saw Ohio State yet again after the loss to Oregon State not look good. And this is such a weird matchup. You have to go back to the 40s, basically, to see the last time a, a road team like Auburn went to a natural road environment in another Power 5 school like the Big Ten. That's what we're seeing right now. And as far as this game live, that is, Jeff, did you mention, a lot of implications going forward from a futures perspective for uh, per, look for potential awards perspectives. Well, we don't want to get carried uh, carried away here. I mean, Bryce Young still has looked very good so far tonight. Here's the question, though. You look at a matchup like this. Auburn comes in two and zero, and as we mentioned, they opened the week. They were a seven point road underdog coming into Penn State. Quickly bet down, as Jeff you mentioned, they get all the way down to three and a half before closing in the four four and a half point range in this spot. It's an Auburn team, though, that was 2-0. and uh, And who do who they play, Jeff? Akron and Alabama State. The last time I checked, those teams were not exactly juggernauts that the Tigers What makes you say faced. that? <laughs> so uh, they win their first two games going away. They did cover the spread, Auburn did, in their first two weeks. They come into Penn State, a team that looked so impressive. They get Sean Clifford in a, a road environment opening week in Madison. They knock out the Badgers as a five-and-a-half-point road underdog the Nittany Lions do. And so for James Franklin and Penn State, who start 0-5 last year, they come out. Clifford looks great. New offensive coordinator. They go up-tempo a lot more. And Clifford has, uh, so far, the stats have, have borne that out to, to this point where you, you come in, Jeff, and uh, Clifford, look, a couple touchdowns, 477 yards through the first two games, and you, you follow up that win uh, in Wisconsin with a very dominant victory over Ball State, 44-13. Last week at home, they cover that number. So my question to you, Jeff, what what was the impetus for for a move when you, when you, know, when you know Auburn had a new coach and had not played anybody in their first two I, look, weeks. Look, I think it's just, again, public dog, big game, late night, people have time to late bet it. Night. I mean, I, look, no, I mean, you understand what I mean. It's a primetime game. I, got, every, I get it at seven, but I don't know that I get I, it below look, than that. Look, and of course, this could be totally null and void what I'm about to say in two and a half hours. Penn State, to me, is a top five team in the entire country. Their big question mark is their quarterback in Sean Clifford, who has actually looked all right so far tonight. Uh, Auburn really had one big play in this game, and uh, uh, that and Penn State's defense has been able to hold up. Clifford uh, hasn't done anything so far to knock Penn State out of this game, which he almost did multiple times against Wisconsin. But look, I think this Nick Lyon team is really talented, and I was surprised to see this bet down to three and a half. I didn't bet it because something just mm-hmm. it just something didn't feel right with that getting bet all the way down there. By the way, Ben, at the last commercial break, Penn State was laying three in most spots. And as they are on the move right now, a two-yard gain on second and four. So Penn State with a third and two upcoming. They have the ball at the Auburn 10, down 10-7, three minutes to go in the first time. You mentioned that that, uh, that live line coming out of the timeout with Penn State laying the three. And to your point, Sean Clifford, 14 to 17, 154 yards and a touchdown. Not, He's not bad been tonight, totally fine for, tonight for Clifford, who's has yet to turn the ball over, at least throwing the ball this season. And so that is one of the uh, the several marquee games we're going to be following right now. I know, Jeff, you've had action all day I, on I, various college. What I've, is new as, by the way, <laughs> handoff on third and two? That is a first down, a, that, and that is going to be first and goal, and goal at the half-yard line. As, as even though the Penn State running game, they've only averaged about three yards a carry. Auburn has looked good from that perspective, right, defensively, but... You're kind of getting what we expected, though, as far as a low-scoring, grinded-out game. These are two solid teams, and we'll see if Penn State's able to punch it in here. And Penn State didn't really run the ball well against Wisconsin either, so uh, it's it just not, 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 not what they are. But uh, 
Uh, look, Ben, this has been a fun betting day where where I, I, <laughs> I, I've been so farly wide over the landscape of, of, of college football where the games involving Bryant and Akron for me today. That I was on sound UMass. like a fun I was on time. UMass who came home today against Eastern Michigan. So next uh, one of us. Hey, look, it's it, these these are the these are the best times. These college football Saturdays where you can get stretched far and wide. And again, the popular games are going to get bet by everyone. It's down the card usually where you can find your opportunities. By the way, uh, Noah Kane stuffed on first and goal. So a, a interestingly, Auburn is not taking a timeout here. They have two left. There's 90 seconds to go in the half. And so for Jeff, again, we're seeing this is really the first big test coming out as on second oh, and down Clifford touchdown. throws. He has a wide open man in the end zone. That is a touchdown. Go. And Penn State takes a 13-7 lead. But this is, I think, another good example, though, that for Brian Harson, the previous Boise State head coach coming into Auburn, this is his first real big test in a power five spot. We know about... And at least if, if, if you think about the Auburn, the way they formulated some of their coaching staff, they bring in Derek Mason. He is the defensive coordinator, former Vanderbilt head coach. Harson comes in as the new head coach for this Auburn team. And so game management, games like this, Jeff, your ability to manage a game properly is, is obviously highlighted. And while Penn State scores any, anyway on a 14-play, 91-yard, 6-minute, 49-second drive, at the end of the day, Jeff, it's, it's, I think it would be a little alarming if you're an Auburn backer right now, even though you're, you're within the number at this point that your coach has not really shown a lot of aptitude in these uh, end-of-half situations. Penn State barely makes the extra point, by the way. Uh, so, and I'm not, I'm not sure if that hit, if that hit post or if, that, uh, or if that just barely careened in. But anyway, 14-10. And, uh, but I don't know. That, that makes me have some pause if I was thinking about getting in on Auburn right now because both teams have looked even. However... I'm not sure that, uh, especially in this road environment in Happy Valley, I'm not sure I'd, I'd want to gravitate toward I, the road I, team I, I, I think uh, at this point, Ben, you just go with whatever you had pre-flop and you let it ride at this yeah. point. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would die. Look, I, I, I considered Penn State in the middle of this game when it was a pick. I didn't love how they looked. But as of now, they've, they've, they've stabilized the ship here. And now, this is a huge drive at the end of the half for Auburn. You've got to find a way to get three here to at least cut this thing to yeah. one. Penn State also gets the ball first in the second half. They do. That is important as well. And they're now four and a half. They lay on the live line. 51 and a half your live total. That Sean Clifford uh, passed, by the way, to uh, Brenton Strange. So you look at, at Clifford now, Jeff, uh, 15 of 18, a buck 56, and two touchdowns in the first half. Let's continue with, uh, with some other updates. Again, we're going to get you previewed as well for some of the late games coming up. There is always Pac-12 after dark on huh. this show. It's, it's not really a VEASAN bet center without it. So we'll get to some of those big games uh, coming up later on. But for the games right now, some of our marquee games, while this is Really the main game on the card that we're talking about, Auburn and Penn State. Some other interesting matchups, including a, a potential, another upset bid, which we talked about this last week in the late window. Utah going to the Holy War in Provo. Utah, BYU. Utah was laying about eight, and they lose outright by nine. So what happens, Jeff? They turn right around. They go to San Diego for uh, another road contest in this spot. And for Kyle Whittingham, the 17th-year head coach, you feel a lot of perspectives thinking this was a good bounce back spot for the Utes off of that rivalry game. They were laying at close eight points here, but as you see on your screen, that is not how this has played out so far. And a San Diego state team, uh, Jeff, that uh, under Brady Hoke, it's been an interesting ride, even though they are still undefeated at this point. Here they are looking to pull the upset 17, 10. And you see your live numbers right now. They have, Moved now to the favorites, the Aztecs. That's going to move even further. Charlie Brewer just threw an interception that was returned inside the 10-yard line. Oh, uh, So That's... San Diego State, a chance to go up two scores. Look, I, I 
I'm kind of upset with myself because San Diego State was on my list of potential plays, and I ended up I ended up taking them off uh, just because I'd, I I don't think I'm not sure the Aztecs are really any good. Uh, but and expected Utah to bounce back. But look, the Utes just might not be any good. And there are a bunch of teams out in the Pac-12 looking at you, Colorado Buffaloes, who got shut out today by Minnesota as San Diego State just punched it in on the first play to go up 23 to 10. But there are a few teams that I think got a little bit overrated in the offseason, at least in the betting markets, in that Pac-12 South especially, where the one team that did not get overrated in the betting markets is the best one in that division, which we'll see later tonight in UCLA. And it's Greg Bell, by the way, who we figured would be a catalyst in a spot like this, who has now 15 carries for 66 (laughs) yards. I know that 66 yards, I know that is just groundbreaking. Uh, Now it's Jeff, a guy who... It only rushed for 286 yards and a couple touchdowns in the first two games. But for San Diego State, outside of their opening game, where they go down 10 nothing at halftime to a New Mexico State team that many pundits believe was a bottom-five team in all of FBS, it's been, if you look at it now, it's been eight really solid quarters for them. Look, that was the best in-game betting opportunity of the entire of year. Down 10 nothing at halftime yeah. against a horrible team, only having to lay two and a half for the game, and San Diego State almost... Uh, again, won a game by three touchdowns. So, look, this is a totally reasonable team. They've been a reasonable team now for uh, a good portion of a decade now there in San Diego. The issue, more than anything, total here, 40-43. We are 10-42 to go in the third quarter. It's 24-10 San Diego State. And and on the live line right now, Aztecs laying 10 or 10 and a half. So, look, we know upsets. They abound on these college football Saturdays. There are other ones a-brewing, and uh, some other games that have turned into blowouts, but still the spreads are in play, and that's why you get the variety uh, here on Beeson Bet Center. So when we return, we'll get right into all of those updates, preview some of the late games as well as we're just getting started next four hours right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. 
What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Indeed helps you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit as we welcome you back in. Just getting started, four hours of live college football in-game. We'll get to our NFL previews as well. Week two tomorrow on a full Sunday slate as we are back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Wyatt Tomchek, our producer behind the glass. Thanks to all of our hardworking crew behind the scenes. It is always a busy Saturday here at VSIN, the sports betting network. A number of in-game opportunities still to get to you and at least right now Jeff we've not only seen a couple of these games go to the half but we're also uh, seeing some of these big teams and big favorites struggle that's always it's always a common common refrain for most of these Saturdays and that's happening right now in Chapel Hill where North Carolina who a lot of a lot of people I think Jeff wrote off after they went into Blacksburg struggled laid an egg in a national primetime spot on a Friday night they go down and as a result at 0-1 They've become kind of a forgotten team here. And in this particular spot now, hosting Virginia, Jeff, only up three right now, 24-21 as a eight or an eight and a half point favorite. They are about to, I believe, go into the half as Virginia. As Virginia uh, actually just took the lead. Just, ben. just, all right, score alert again. We got to yeah. go back to that. So Virginia actually takes the lead. They were going into halftime. Cavaliers score with just a couple seconds left. In the first half, this is a play under review, but it looks like as, as I look up, Jeff, I, and see, okay. I, I, I believe that's, okay. that's a touchdown. So Virginia's probably going to go into the half here with either a three or four point lead. The fighting Bronco Mendenhalls going into into Chapel Hill and uh, for Mac Brown and, and the Tar Heels. It's been another struggle so far yeah, against an ACC team. Yeah, that's a good touchdown. 28-24 uh, Virginia leads. Uh, here you go on the offensive stats so far, Ben. North Carolina's 389 yards of offense. Virginia has 366 yards of offense, all but three of them through the air so far. All but three. Whoa. North Carolina, it's pretty looking at this box score. It's pretty miraculous. North Carolina's losing this game. North Carolina's averaging like 13 and a half yards of play <laughs> right now, and they're losing the game at halftime. Okay. Uh, so look, Virginia looked awesome last week against Illinois, who I, I think it's pretty safe to say that Illinois is just not any good, despite their win against Nebraska week one. 
And for North Carolina, look, this kind of a got-to-have-it game after the loss to Vod Tech, which, by the way, Virginia Tech flipped around and lost to West Virginia today. Uh, if you had West Virginia at all in any fashion, there were, uh, it was a totally unnecessary sweat at the end of that game, but you got home. But look, North Carolina kind of needs this game, and they uh, look, their defense has failed them so far tonight. This is a total of 66 coming in. Yeah, you're, we're already, you're in pretty good shape we're there. We're already at 54 uh, I should say 52, 52 points right now. Six seconds left in the first half. I wonder, too, you think about Virginia and how, how good they looked last week. Yes, thinking about the math, it's like, really? We're already at, yeah. at an overpace uh, and well, well past that. So you think about Virginia so far. This is a, You talk about a got-to-have-it game on, on the North Carolina side. This is the first of a three-game in 12-day stretch here for the Cavaliers. So they play next Friday and then the following Thursday. So for Bronco Mendenhall, whose team was 0-4 on the road last year, they have won four straight in the series against the Tar Heels. You figured, though, for Brennan Armstrong, who was solid last year, seven touchdowns and just an interception for the quarterback in his first year as a starter. I know a lot of people, Jeff, they felt like for UVA, without Lavelle Davis, who led the ACC, their tight end in yards per catch last year, he's recovering from an ACL surgery. He's out till early November, most likely. A lot of people assumed, okay, without your top weapon, if you're Virginia, how do you find consistent offense? And clearly, that's uh, that's not been an issue so far. Now, the pass game has been absolutely incredible so far this year. They were great last week against Illinois. And, and look, again, you just look at the way this is going for this Virginia offense and Virginia team as a whole. You've mentioned it. You have the stretch, this three games in 12 days. Wake Forest looked good today, granted. You're talking about Florida State. Florida State legitimately might go one and eleven at this point. <laughs> uh, and then Miami, fair. who, by the way, Miami, Miami might just be bad. Uh, they lose at home today to Michigan State in a game that they really had no reason to lose, and especially not get blown out like they did at the end. Uh, but look, Virginia's got a chance here to steal the ACC Coastal. Now it could come down to the, bat the battle of the Commonwealth with Virginia and Virginia Tech the, the final week of the season. But look, the it's there for the taking because Virginia's toughest games after tonight, if they were to find a way to win tonight, Ben, their two toughest games are non-conference games in Brigham Young and, no and Notre Dame. Interesting. So yeah. there is a path there. And a this path. is a team eight-point underdog coming in. We flashed the graphic up as well a moment ago, which I think really does give credence to your thought from a second ago, Jeff, that this is a got-to-have-it game for North Carolina. Yeah. If you're a better, if you took the over nine-and-a-half wins for North Carolina and you also felt bullish on <laughs> Sam Howell's Heisman chances, uh, this yeah, is really better, a got-to-have-it game tonight. Game. <laughs> because you, you see what is, is still on the horizon, even though there's a lot of, lot of home contests at least coming up, some really tough spots for the Tar Heels, at least down the stretch in the schedule. And for Sam Howell, who, again, is, as much as – We've seen the talent on his end, and, and we know how he, at least from the statistical standpoint, outpassed Trevor Lawrence, at least from a, a just a pure, if you're looking at it from a touchdown standpoint, 68 touchdowns are just 14 picks each of the last two years. But the if there were any people doubting this, Jeff, it was mostly on the basis of, okay, there were two running back and two wide receiver options. He loses to the NFL. How will North Carolina replace that production? They were really counting on uh, their, their transfer coming in, Ty Chandler from Tennessee, who has not done much, only 124 rushing yards in his first two games. And you look at it, how four touchdowns, three picks the first two games. And today, it's been he's been solid, but you still, even though with three touchdowns and a pick in the first half, Jeff, I, I can't help but watching him, you leave yourself wanting a little bit more out of him, especially a guy who was as highly uh, touted as, as he was. Is that a, a fair statement to make on a guy like Howell? Well, look, uh, he was not good against Virginia, Te Virginia Tech mm -hmm. week one. There's no arguing that. Last week's kind of a throwaway game. 
and Georgia State, not yeah, great. Yeah, kind of a throwaway game. And then this this one, look, it's not his fault they're losing right now. Al's playing great tonight. The offense is legitimately averaging 12 and a half yards of play and they're losing the game at halftime, Ben. That can't happen if you're if you're that efficient offensively. You want North Carolina laying four and a half for the second half. That's basically so a pick. So you're taking Carolina minus a half, so it's a pick. Yeah. Can I interest you in that? You cannot, actually. <laughs> you, you, can, you, you cannot. What's the, what's the second half total here, Ben? 37. So 37. So we have 52 so you, so first half points. So you're it's a live 80. 79 then. Or excuse me, 89. 89 yeah. A live 80. It's a lot of points, but. Well, it's a totally different number than the 82 and a half up there then. Two books in Nevada each. Actually, three books in Nevada, all showing 37 for your second half total, and a now I'm seeing up to six. So North Carolina getting quick money up to minus that. now. That is now minus two for the game. No, You're thank not interested. You. No, okay. thank, no thank you on either side. Then there. let's move on. By the way, halftime line in Happy Valley, Penn State 14, Auburn 10. It is Penn State minus a half or minus one for the second half, Jeff. And the total here, uh, 25, 26 and a half. They scored 24 points in the, in the first half of this spot. Again, remember, Oof. from Penn State, seven down to as low as three and a half and back up to four. Total is interesting, if nothing else, from a tempo standpoint. And the Penn State team, who, as you mentioned, Jeff, they have, at least in the opener, they were comfortable playing a grinded-out, low-scoring game. 26 points scored in that upset win at Wisconsin when they were a a five-and-a-half-point underdog in the Nittany Lions going to Camp Randall. So 26-and-a-half is actually the the number behind us at Circa. 25 is everywhere else. So there is a little discrepancy there in the market. The bigger the number, the better the under I see, yeah, here. The, I see the Jeff Parlay yeah, gears I would, turning. I would only, I would only bet the under in the second half. I don't want either side. I, I think, I think that. that's, I think that one or half, depending on where it is. I, I see uh, four and a halfs for the game out there still on Penn State, uh, with about minus one twenty juice. I, I think those numbers are right. Uh, if you can get it, if you can get the twenty six and a half second half, uh, which would get you fifty and a half for the game. Now I would say that is worth a look to the under. Look to the under and. Again, uh, Auburn will get the ball to start the second uh, mm-hmm. the second half, so you have to keep that in mind as well, at least from a from a side perspective. But what we saw, Bo Nix was all right, although not really pushing the ball down the field. 11 of 17, 99 yards in the first half for Nix in this uh, this Auburn offense. We'll see what what they're able to do in uh, in this spot. One of the game that has just kicked off that we should mention briefly because I know you have some interest in this game, Jeff, and it's a game that back when our friends at the South Points, where our other studio lives here at uh, mm-hmm. Beeson. Opened and, and, and announced a number of these college football games of the year. This was a really intriguing one because Oklahoma State going to Boise State in a big non-conference matchup. And Oklahoma State was laying four in the initial line release, the college football games of the year. Well, it pretty much flipped after a national audience saw Boise and, and the Broncos really slip up in Orlando, losing that crazy lightning-delayed game that ended at like 2 a.m. on the East Coast. They lose 36-31. The Broncos do on the road. So they, they come back home now, having gotten things right a little bit. The 15-4-13 uh, win over UTEP last week for Andy Avalos. But uh, a lot of the betters thinking, look, give me Oklahoma State in the spot on the road. They were, uh, even as a even as a previously a road favorite, now a road dog at three and a half. But good start for the Broncos here, up a 3 nothing, And Hank Bachmeyer, a good start, 4-5-37 yards. Yeah, I really wanted to bet Oklahoma State, but I ended up staying off just because of, uh, again, Watching the Cowboys in the first two games, they very easily could have lost to Missouri State. I know Bobby Petrino's there now, but you can't lose to Missouri State if you're <laughs> Oklahoma State. And Tulsa played them really well. Tulsa fell today at Ohio State. By the way, a total back-breaking pick six at the end 
if he had Tulsa second half. Not what you want. But look, Boise so far, their first drive went for a field goal. Oklahoma State won first down and a punt. Boise facing a third and five in their own end here. I, I expect this game to be close, Ben. So I, I'm intrigued to see how this line moves in game. Oklahoma State last I checked was five and a half, six in game. Oh, five and a half on the on the underdog spot with a three yeah. nothing Boise State lead. All right, we'll keep tabs on that game as well. There is a game that we are really looking forward to that is in a weather delay. Yes. We'll I guess get a preview of that on the other side as well as get you set for the late kickoffs. That is all still to come right here on Vison Bet Center. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your free VSIN trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. As we're back, rolling on VEASAN Bet Center live from our Circuit Sportsbook Studios in downtown Las Vegas, hanging out with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Jeff, how many bets have you made today, approximately? Is there an over-under? I'm, 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 I'm in the low 20s. Low 20s? Yeah. I set that number myself at 27 and a half. So yeah, it's a good 20s. thing we still have a late slate because I think you <laughs> might be making a few plays. There are a couple plays I know you are... You were close to making, but you are glad you did not. Yeah. We'll get to one of those in a moment that's going on in Boise, but we do have a quarterback change right now in San Diego. A lot was made. We we talked earlier, Jeff, touching on this Utah-San Diego State game. The Baylor transfer, Charlie Brewer, coming in for Kyle Whittingham this season in the Utah Utes. A lot was expected out of a, a team that figured to have as, as much returning production as basically anybody in the Pac-12. But it's not gone well so far, Jeff. And Charlie Brewer, as I see the updated stats here, 14 of 26 104 yards and a pick. He is out. Cameron Rising is in for a Utah team that after losing as a near double-digit favorite last week in the Holy War at BYU, the Utes staying on the road. They're down big, 24-10 to the Aztecs of San Diego State. And San Diego State has moved to a minus 12-and-a-half in-game favorite. You see on your screen on the East Coast, they're up to 13-and-a-half as they just got the ball back. The Aztecs did 4-0-8 to go in the third quarter. And for Kyle Whittingham, this has turned into an ugly couple of showings for his Utes. Yeah, again, I just don't think this Utah team is any good. I, I think that's what it comes down to. And and look, we look at that Pac-12 now. By the way, Oregon is struggling with Stony Brook right now at the half. It's 17-7, Ben. So, that uh, seems... Good on the Seawolves for at least making the Ducks work <laughs> after Oregon won at Ohio State last week. Uh, but look, for, for this, Utah just kind of learned a little bit last week. They had no idea how to stop the read option last week against BYU. And I... There were a lot of questions of what the Cougars were going to be, and the big game for the Cougars coming up later against Arizona State, uh, which they get in Provo. But look, I, I just don't think this Utah team's any good. And you look at that Pac, you look at the Pac-12 as a whole. USC got a very nice win today after going down fourteen nothing, and then just destroyed Wazoo the rest of the game. The last forty-five points went to USC. We're going to learn a lot about UCLA tonight because if you go if after a bye. After your biggest win in a very in about a half decade for that program, if you come out and beat a good, a solid Fresno State team handily at home, then I think you can take the next next step and say, all right, we're legitimate contenders to win this conference and win the conference championship at Allegiant Stadium in December. So, uh, intrigued to see that tonight. But for Utah, a very alarming performance. And, and Ben, this was a game 
if you had the under, you're kind of sick to your stomach here because there have been multiple, three of the touchdowns in this game that have been junk touchdowns. Two return touchdowns and a five-yard field. So this has been a brutal one if you were on the under tonight, which was a low total. 42 and a half. That was the lowest total on the board of any yeah. FBS versus FBS matchup. There were only, I think, six other games, Jeff, with a total below 50. <laughs> so if you were betting it under, not even close to, to that, the next wave of games, there was nothing lower than 47 on the board of the entire FBS slate this week, Jeff, outside of this game, which was down at 42 and a half. 24-10, as we mentioned right now, and that, uh, that live line on San Diego State. 47 and a half is your in-game total. So you might get bailed out. It's, it's not over. But again, at, at the 34 mark, you're looking at two scores beating you essentially on, on that total, assuming it's a touchdown and a field goal. We mentioned the other game that has recently kicked off. That is Oklahoma State and Boise State. And you touched on it, Jeff. A lot of public play on, on the road dog here. You get your Power 5 team, Oklahoma State. On the road. Going to the, going to the West Coast, taking on a Boise State team that had not looked all that impressive in losing at UCF on opening weekend. But... Hank Bachmeyer, touchdown pass to Davis Cutter. It is 10-0 to the Broncos, and they're now laying 10.5 on the live line. Should point out as well, you mentioned, Jeff, earlier in our last segment, Oklahoma State looked really unimpressive in that week one game against an FCS team, Missouri State. They were without their quarterback, Spencer Sanders, missed that first game due to COVID. Comes back last week in a tight game. They beat Tulsa only by 5, 28-23. Was all right, 15-26, couple touchdowns and a pick and had missed a couple games last year with injuries overall a season where he threw 14 touchdowns to eight interceptions. But if, if you were a believer, in, especially in this spot, Jeff, for Oklahoma State, you had to believe, right, that Sanders with full health back and a game under his belt would be looking a lot better than, than he has so far tonight. One drive, one three and out, and uh, not much resistance shown by the Oklahoma State defense. Yeah, look, I, maybe just this, again, another one where a team just isn't very good. And look, Boise State, Looking back at it, I think it's going to be pretty disappointing for them that they lost week one at Central Florida. Now I understand Central Florida is going to look a lot different moving forward because Gabriel broke his collarbone on the uh, on the lateral scramble last night. So Central Florida is going to be a lot worse uh, than they were when Boise faced them week one. But that was a game Boise could have won. Even with, even with Central Florida outgaining them by over 150 yards, Boise could have won that game. And flipping around and beating Oklahoma State. And, and look, in a year where... There seems to be more credence to a, a, a non-Power 5 team making the playoff. And as I say, this Oklahoma State just went 75 yards for a touchdown. Uh, but look, you're, you're in a scenario here for Boise where this team is a legitimate Mountain West competitor, as they always are. Getting a win against a Power 5 team in your own building is another big step moving forward for this program that hasn't had one of these in a while. The beauty of doing the show live, Jeff, because yeah. as we're doing our soliloquy on Boise State, Jalen Warren busted a 75-yard touchdown down the sideline, and we'll we'll get the the live number now is suspended. We'll see what uh, what we'll see what the algorithm repops at us at it, as it is now going to be 10-6 PAT coming here momentarily for Oklahoma State. So a good sign if you're a, a cowboy backer in the spot to at least get some uh, some momentum on the blue turf of Boise. So 10. Uh, seven there right now, 4.36 to go first quarter. We'll circle back that to that game uh, once we have a live number. Should should get to, though, a game, Jeff, that we think might start in about 10 minutes. It's already been delayed a little over half hour as Ole Miss gets ready. I should say about an hour and a half. Uh, this game has been delayed. Ole Miss set to host Tulane at home tonight, and this has been... We talk about, Jeff, sometimes these moves on sides where we saw... We saw, yeah, like Penn State, the big mover on the, on the side... Uh, as they were a seven-point favorite, got bet all the way down. Uh, people took Auburn, the dog, down to four in a lot of spots. 
this is a total, Jeff, that was in your 74, 74 and a half mark range. As uh, Jeff almost loses his mind. Bo Nix fumble. No, that wasn't Bo Nix. That was the wide receiver. Uh-oh. They were trying wide to receiver do a, fumble. They were excuse trying, me, in they, Auburn, Penn State. They were trying to do a double pass, and Penn State blew it up, and uh, whoever was on Auburn, we'll get a name in a second, was running backwards, and then as he was trying to regroup the football, just flat out dropped the ball. I see out of the uh, corner that, of my that eye, was... Jeff just almost had a conniption, <laughs> and I can now see all. Oh, I can now see why. It's mean, just so that bad was... from Auburn. And that's a game changer there, because now Penn oh, State, man. where Auburn gets the ball first out of the half, just trying to do too much uh, from Hudson there, the wide receiver, and just legitimately trying to switch hands with the ball. He puts it on the deck, and Penn State now has the ball in the red zone. Eight seconds into the second half, and look, this is... Kobe Hudson, what are you doing, man? Look, Auburn's offense is not good enough in order to make mistakes like this. Going down double digits against this defense in that environment, I don't want to call it lights out if Penn State scores a touchdown, but it's going to be really difficult for Auburn to come back from 11 down in this game. They do get a stuffed if, if they, loss if, of two if they on give first up a touchdown. Down. This is a must stop for Auburn to hold Penn State to three. Penn State on the live line, quickly going up to minus eight and a half yeah, now. That sounds up right. 14-10 seconds, and they call it a long 11. Again, that, that was the first play of the third quarter, so we're just underway uh, in, the second, in the second half there. All right, let's get back to our other big line move, this one coming on the total, and a game that yet is yet to kick off. It was supposed to be 8 o'clock Eastern, Lightning delays down in Oxford as Tulane gets set to take on 17th-ranked Ole Miss. And, Jeff, this was a game that was in the 74-and-a-half range for a total earlier in the day today. And if you're thinking, that seems really high, well, it's because Ole Miss, Ole Miss is involved <laughs> and Tulane is involved, too. Two very good offenses. We'll get to some of those numbers in a second. But, Jeff, where do we stand right now on the total? How has the betting gone here? I see seven, multiple 78s out there right now on the total. Now, 78. look, wow. here's, here's the deal, guys. I, I don't remember ever seeing a total this high in a college football game pre-flop. You don't I, remember? I, I think maybe a few years ago there were 79 and a half, but it's very rare to get high 70s in college football. Now, with that said, I would not bet the under in this game <laughs> because you were talking under. about, you were talking about, and by the way, if you can get 76 and a half at DraftKings right now, you're actually getting a better number than what it is out here. In Vegas and multiple shops right behind us here at Circus, we're the seven. That number is accurate, by the way. I'm yeah. looking at my screen. That's the lowest number. That's in the, the lowest market. number on the board. Period. Seventy six and a half uh, right now at DraftKings. But look, I, these offenses are explosive. Tulane did whatever they wanted against Oklahoma in Week One. O- Ole Miss has done whatever they wanted against both their opponents so far this year. So I would only look to betting the over at this number. Now I wouldn't do it because you missed the boat at the seventy eight, but. Man, just I know it's such a high number, and there are a lot of people out there like, how could I not go under a 78? Just tread carefully, because 45-35, you'll lose. And that is a realistic final Look, in this game. We saw Tulane play Oklahoma to within five, 40 to yeah. 35. They're getting 14 in this spot. Can they keep it within two touchdowns in Oxford? You know what? They're good enough. Willie Fritz is a great coach. They've gotten a lot better, at least on the, on the overall offensive side of the ball. Oh, from also, this is another important one for Matt Corral's Heisman candidacy. Put up another like, great video game yeah. numbers tonight. Continue that role big for mover, Corral. Yeah, big mover in the Heisman. By the way, score alert in Happy Valley. We'll get to that on the other side. Continue our preview of some of the late action as it is all college football right here on Peace and Bet Center. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Beeson is now available 24-7 on the YouTube TV Sports Plus package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. And remember, you can also watch us 24-7 on Fubo TV, Sling, and Xfinity X1. Visit vsin.com to find all the ways to watch and listen to vsin. We're back. It's vsin Bet Center taking you right to 1 a.m. on the East Coast as we go through all the live college football action. And there is action aplenty Jeff Parles, I'm Ben Wilson, back with you. We just saw in Happy Valley the third-string tight end wildcat play for a touchdown, Jeff, which you are, and that's behind Spider-2KY Banana, which I know I just butchered. Oh. <laughs> Come on, I think you're probably not a Y2K guy. Come on. 
I knew you'd get that subtle <laughs> reference, at least to Gruden. Outside of that play call, Jeff, I know there's nothing else you like more than a good old-fashioned third-string tight end wildcat play where uh, we just saw that Tyler wild, Warren. That would be the wild in. lion there. Uh, wild there, uh, lion. Uh, that, that was Tyler Warren with the biggest play of his career. Uh, yeah, a, sure. A two, a you could have made up a name there. A, a two-yard touchdown run to put Penn State, Penn State up 21-10. And look, this is – I'm not sure Auburn's offense is good enough make up a double-digit deficit against this defense. Now, I've been wrong plenty today, so uh, so I, I could be very easily wrong yet again. But look, Ben, I, I, I really think this Penn State team is quite good. Their defense is really good. They won a game where they had they could not do anything for a whole half against Wisconsin and found a way to win in that tough environment. And right now, again, they, they're taking advantage of, of the mistakes their opponents have made, and they're doing it again against Auburn. Uh, Bo Nix with a nice run on second and eight to at least get it to third and one on the Penn State side of the field. But look, this is a really good football team. The problem for Penn State is they have to go to the horseshoe, even though as mm-hmm. of right now, the horseshoe doesn't look as intimidating as you would have anticipated not going not into the year. in years past. You're right on that. You just you do feel like for Brian Harson, the head coach for Auburn, this is a, a got-to-have-it drive right now. Third and two just across Penn State territory. Four minutes into the third quarter, down by 11. As you see the Penn State schedule October from this 9th point. Is, is difficult, too. That might be tough. That might be, you could argue, that could be a tougher game than at Ohio State. Fifth-ranked Iowa right now. As Knicks, by the way, That's completes it on third and two. First down, Auburn. The, the odd thing with that Penn State schedule, Ben, is when this is all said and done, and it's a question of what Michigan ends up being in the same deal with Auburn, there could be an argument that their four toughest opponents, they drew all on the road. Because Michigan State is 3-0 and That's looks true. like a real team, and they have to go to East Lansing the final week of the season. I know Ohio State hasn't looked the same as what they usually are, but that's still going to be a top-10 team regardless of what they turn into. And Iowa, I thought, was going to win the Big Ten West to begin with this year, and they've looked every bit the part of being the Big Ten West champion so far through three weeks that, and 3-0. Look, if, if the records hold and you get undefeated Penn State going into to, uh, to Iowa, that is going to be quite the matchup a little bit further down the line. Speaking of good matchups right now, we've got one in the ACC. Jeff, the two quarterbacks in this game, Brennan Armstrong of Virginia and Sam Howell of North Carolina. We are three minutes into the third quarter, and these two quarterbacks combined for 618 yards of passing, seven touchdowns, one a one Sam Howell interception. But it was interesting to watch this halftime line move because we saw, and you see on your screen, this is from... 93 and a half total, Ben? uh, (laughs) Yeah. So it's now... 31 at 28 North Carolina. They just scored a moment ago, and they just forced a three and out on the other side for Virginia. North Carolina down four at the half, Jeff. This started as basically a pick em. North Carolina minus four and a half. Quickly bet up to North Carolina minus six and a half for the second half. So you're getting right up there nudging, Jeff, towards a key number. I know you didn't. You, you thought you were all right with it as a pick em, but you did not want to lay the two or two and a half with NC. Now, now you are getting not even close to that number, up to six and a half live right now in the Tar Heels. But this has been just a... A quarterback clinic we're seeing so far in Chapel Hill. Yeah, look, look, uh, this this Virginia offense has been really fun so far this year through their first two games and now a half. Look, if you're in North Carolina, we we uh, we documented it earlier. You've got to have this game tonight against a Virginia team that is that, that maybe end up being pretty good, a clear bold team, Ben. But uh, look, very impressive so far from both of these offenses. And North Carolina has great field position after a great punt return after getting a rare stop in this game. 372 passing yards for Virginia, <laughs> eight rushing yards for Virginia. I, I, great balance, Ben. <laughs> I think the, yeah, the scales are a little tipped. 
And yes, North Carolina will get the ball in, in outstanding field position. And that has continued to, to tip the scales a little further on their live line. Now up to seven and a half live. Ninety three and a half is your in-game total. Let's get to 100, Jeff. I think we need to. Why not? Let's do it. To, Let's go. We need to get to 100. Let's go. You know a game that's not going to get to 100 in San Diego State and Utah. I just looked up another Utes punt. Ninth of the night. They have benched their starting quarterback in this spot. Kyle Whittingham has in San Diego State. This is going to be a, a smooth Smooth cover for them, laying 13.5 right now live. Heavy juice, as you see, on the East Coast at minus 155. If you think the score stays the same, you have to uh, lay some juice for that. But I'm not sure, Jeff, I, I see Utah scoring at all. It's been a complete slog for them offensively. San Diego State is getting the ball back right now. 12-14 to go in the game. Cameron Rising, who came in for the bench, Charlie Brewer, the Baylor transfer for the Aztecs. Rising, 2 of 6. Eight yards, not exactly getting it done well, for so, Utah. Well, someone who has under 43 and a half in game here, Ben, I would very much like oh, this game okay. to, uh, to end. <laughs> well, you're right ahead now by well, two I'm points. Well, I'm ahead by two. Look, I, again, the main reason I bet that earlier was legitimately at one point in this game, there were 10 combined points and six combined yards for the team. Now, you're probably, Seems think, hard to do. You're probably thinking at home, how is it possible? We had a, <laughs> we had a, we had a punt return and we had a, a, a field goal off of a fumble. So that's how we had those yardage, ridiculous yardage uh, stats there. But look, good on San Diego State. Again, Ben, we mentioned it earlier in the show. They played as bad of a first half as anyone did in the entire country to begin the season against New Mexico State. They were a 30-point favorite in that game. They were down 10 nothing at halftime. And then since that horrible half, they have played really well since then. Now going on 10 quarters of playing really well. They made a lot of betters pay last week. The whole world, it seemed like, was on Arizona in that spot, minus two. And that game was over in the first quarter, 38-14. That was another in-game under last week. Yes, that road win for San Diego (laughs) State. Uh, We'll see. Look, there's a couple other West Coast teams that are about to do battle as well. Coming up just past the top of the next hour, we'll see if if one of those, uh, if one of these teams can continue their unbeaten season so far, Arizona State takes on BYU, and mm-hmm. we, we just talk about Utah and how frustrating a two-week stretch this has been for Kyle Whittingham. His team losing to BYU in Provo in the Holy War last week as about an eight-point favorite. So what do you expect now, Jeff, on the other side? If you're BYU, the Cougs come out, huge, huge rivalry win in a series where they had been dominated historically in that series, and and how much that, that meant for Kalani Sataki in, in, as a head coach. You stay at home here. You're getting points, three and a half. But is this your classic letdown spot in, in a position where, and you see some juice threes as well on the East Coast of Arizona State, where it's not like Herm Edwards' guys have looked super convincing. Haven't really played anybody so far. The, the Sun Devils of Arizona State, FCS, Southern Utah, and you could argue Utah, uh, UNLV, their second opponent, basically an FCS team, although they were losing in that game in the second quarter. They do win, but do not cover last week, 37-10. to 10. And Jaden Daniels, their, their quarterback, 30-41 of 41 through two games, very efficient so far, Jeff. You agree with the, where the line is at right now? It's asking a lot, certainly, right, of BYU to pull off two straight upsets against ranked Pac-12 teams? I think it's about right. I think it's about right. And I think with the way Utah's looked tonight, I think you have to discount that win a little bit. It's fair. It's just maybe that Utah isn't any good at all. As you look at this, as you look at BYU again, they're very impressive running the ball, especially with the read option last week. And they were very good with that. Arizona State's quicker on the outside than Utah. Keep in mind, Arizona State played as, like, another team. Horrible first half last week against UNLV, where they let UNLV actually stay in the game a lot longer than they should have last week. Uh, but look, I, I like Daniels a whole lot. 
I think he's a really good quarterback who, again, still needs to put on a little bit of weight if he wants to take it to the next level. But I would only be on the Sun Devils here. Good letdown spot for BYU. Arizona State slept walk for a half last week, and that looked great. So I would only look to the Sun Devils laying a field goal on the road. And I'm seeing some very recent money come in. This is down to pretty much flat threes across yeah, the board. Yeah, flat, so flat the threes across the board, yeah. The, the, the betters liking uh, BYU tonight as a home dog down to three. Your total market-wide at 50 and a half. We do have a score alert, though, Jeff. We got to get to in Happy Valley. Uh, all of a sudden, we I know we both you and I talked about maybe a second half under could be the play here. Well, yeah, not terrible good Auburn so far. turnover leads to a Penn State <laughs> touchdown. And how about Auburn though? Nice response, big time, hitting them right back. As like we we talked about it, it was it was a must have drive uh, for Auburn in the spot. But uh, Tank Bigsby able to cap it off with a touchdown. A guy whose season was cut short last year and coming in for Brian Harson knew that they would need a big year out of him to help out the balance of the offense with Bo Nix leading the way at the quarterback spot. So. Bigsby gets in. Auburn has uh, gotten that touchdown right back, and it's now a 21-17 uh, ball game. Jeff Penn State, four-and-a-half-point live favorite. Yeah, big-time big, big time drive by Penn, uh, by uh, Auburn there to answer the Penn State uh, touchdown on the short field. And now, look, 5.52 to go in this third quarter. Let, let's see what Penn State's offense is made of. Come down, get a touchdown. You're right back, uh, right back where we were uh, at the beginning of this half. I, I thought you were about to say Utah State just scored, which they uh, which they did. Uh, another, another one that I have multiple bets on we, the Aggies there. Even mention that yeah, yes, it's Jeff, 31. That you, might be the best game going right now. 31-26. We'll, we'll mention that on the other side. A 15-play, <laughs> 75-yard drive for Auburn. Pretty that, good, that, Ben. That also, I think this that's going to be a pretty good game, Jeff. We have to admit that. Uh, on the other side, we'll continue rolling. We've got a number of big games coming right down the stretch of the college football slate. We'll tell you about them next here on VEASAN Bet Center. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 